Each day, we make a series of decisions, whether it's striking up a conversation with a new teammate, listening to a talk, reading an article, or stepping out of your comfort zone to help with the project. These simple actions, unbeknownst to us, are often a tipping point that set off a series of chain reactions that lead us down new and unexpected paths. They're always easy to see in hindsight, but what would happen if we could actually recognize and shape them as they're happening in real time? I'm Lisandra Lopez, and this is Live and Learn. In today's episode, I'm connecting with Rosie Kambaj Oja, an intuitive, optimistic, and authentic leader who enjoys empowering others, learning from others, and embracing new and different perspectives. She is a senior business development executive in the healthcare division and the leader of our Women in Nuance employee resource group. Inside and outside of the organization, Rosie is passionate about paying it forward, mentoring, and being an advocate for women. Rosie, welcome to Live and Learn. It's so great to have you on the podcast. Lissandra, I'm so excited to be here. Um, These are my favorite sort of conversations, so thank you. Fantastic. Rosie, for those who haven't had the pleasure of meeting you yet, can you share what you do here at Nuance? Absolutely. Um, So in a nutshell, I help generate leads and pipeline for business opportunities uh, within the large-scale health systems and networks as part of the global business development team. Now, essentially, what that really means is that I help identify stakeholders, what their needs are, and I help to educate our prospective clients on how nuanced solutions such as DAX or Dragon Medical One can amplify all the good work that they're already doing in their respective healthcare roles. Now, as you mentioned, I have also the honor of leading Women in Nuance uh, Employee Resource Group, um, which really feeds into my personal passion for supporting women. Um, You know, both of these roles really allow me to do what I think I do best, uh, which is connect the dots between what is needed um, and what is either available or can be created. That's interesting. I can totally see that from knowing you, Rosie. You are definitely a connector and a builder all at the same time. Rosie, I know you are very involved here at Nuance, and you also volunteer your time, talents, and treasures outside of the organization. What exactly is that thread that you consistently see coming up in both your personal and professional life that drives you as a leader? Um, Yeah, Um, I would say, you know, I would start here. Um, My roles and what the expectations of those roles are differ so much, you know, within nuance as an individual contributor uh, versus the role I play as a mother or an executive board member for a nonprofit um, or a win ERG leader, right? Um, But the common thread between all of those uh, that drives me really is in the area of, you know, this knowledge that every single person has a powerful and renewable resource deep within us. This, you know, this personal power, the sheer will, it's really just this life force that can be harnessed to positively impact, you know, not only our own lives, but all of the spaces that we occupy. Um, You know, the way I see it, we're really interconnected in all areas of life, whether it's personal, business, community. Um, As much as we'd like to think we're independent, uh, the truth is that it's nearly impossible not to impact 
someone or something around us. Yeah. And I would say, you know, because of this, this deep interconnectedness, my primary driver is really just my children. (laughs) You know, they're the uh, meaning that I choose to give to my life. And they're the, you know, the reason that I make uh, the decisions that I do, uh, both professionally and personally. Um, You know, I really want to make sure that I serve as an example of choice and impact in action. Now, I know that's a mouthful there, but, you know, being able to be this model or this, you know, example of what it looks like to choose your life, right? And to create your life, I I think is just really uh, important. Um, And I would say, you know, the process is not always pretty, by the way, as as, uh, many people probably uh, have experienced even in their own life. Can't say that I'm uh, perfect in this endeavor all the time, but I, I do know that we have personal authority. We can change our mindsets and, you know, we can uh, serve ourselves and the people around us by becoming more, you know, capable in areas that might be unfamiliar to us uh, previously, right? And we can forge on in very difficult situations. So, you know, I like to quote uh, Glennon Doyle, we can do hard things. And I truly, truly believe that. Thank you for sharing that. We can do hard things. I will, I will definitely uh, hold on to that one because I do believe that to be true. Rosie, when I hear you say every one of us has a personal power and we are interconnected, how I interpret that is that it first starts with yourself, right? Within you. You need to understand what drives you as a leader first and then model the way but also realize that you can't do it alone, right? You need a network of trusted advisors who will guide, support, and sometimes even empower you along your journey. As you know, uh, the discussion of change, transitions, and ambiguity has been a bit of a hot topic for us here at Nuance as we get closer to Microsoft Day. How people deal with change can be very different and personal. Some of them welcome change. Some people will run from it and some are really unsure about how they feel at the moment. How do you deal with change? Um, I would say when it comes to change, you know, we're really playing this infinite game, right? Change is inevitable. It's constant. Um, So really the choices in front of us are we either fight it, we pretend to accept it, or we in fact accept and surrender to that change that's coming our way. And before I even tackle this, this idea of change, what I really like to do is be intentional about asking myself some overarching questions, right? Um, number one, uh, is this change that I'm experiencing, um, you know, is it expected or was it unexpected or sudden? Number two, you know, is it immediate Um, And does it have a perceived positive or negative impact? And the third thing I remind myself is, you know, how much control do I believe I have in the situation? So depending on, you know, the answers to those three questions, the mix of strategies, tools, and the support that I employ to tackle the situation looks very, very different. You know, one of the things that I uh, learned, you know, many, many years ago was that there's this finite little space between what happens and then our reaction to that thing. So that small gap of time and space is where we get to build our skills, our resilience, our strategy, and and choose to be proactive versus reactive, right? Um, And when I shift my mind from 
you know, I don't have a choice or I don't know what to do here to, I have a choice, even if it's not my preferred choice, it just lends itself to uh, removing all these perceived constraints. I would say in general, I, I really embrace and seek out change. Uh, to me, I feel that uh, transitions and opportunities um, are really this this chance for me to grow, to stretch, and then to really deepen that confidence and trust in myself. Hmm. It's really amazing, uh, Rosie, that you have a strategy that helps you tackle change in a way that gives you some control of the situation. As you know, a lot of times when we experience change, we feel like nothing is in our control, right? Which can cause some, some stress there. But it also sounds like you reframe your perspective around change. And instead of thinking negatively, you give yourself permission to think about the endless possibilities and opportunities that could come with the change. And that's really exciting. Yeah, that's exactly right, um, Lissandra. I would say, you know, I'd be remiss to not say that there are absolutely times when my mind will automatically loop into a negative pattern, right? Or this feeling of loss of control. But, you know, practice has really helped for me to be able to reframe quickly um, and regain that sense of control when change, you know, comes my way. So I would say, you know, in the context of um, Nuance and Microsoft Day, uh, I know that a lot of us, you know, are feeling a little nervous. Uh, some of us are feeling a little excited as well at the same time. Um, you know, for me personally, uh, there's this nervous anticipation about, you know, what work uh, might look like and what those expectations might be for me um, that I'm not comfortable with yet, right? There might be new processes that, you know, I'll have to learn again. Um, now, the scale of navigating everything Microsoft even feels a little overwhelming at times. But, um, you know, what I do really is I just hone in on this reality that not everything will change and not everything will change on day one, right? So we have time. And, you know, I'll still have all my colleagues, my friends, my mentors, and my network uh, to support me in this process. So, you know, um, I, I would say that's really what it comes down to for me is just recognizing that, you know, I'm still using some of the same technology. I'm still, you know, going to have uh, the same people around me. So, uh, and the actual, you know, work of building business, uh, which is kind of my core responsibility, um, really doesn't change that much because at the end of the day, a lot of what I'm doing really just comes down to building relationships. Mm. Yeah. And thank you for normalizing that it's okay to be nervous and excited at the same time. And also that things are going to change, right? Things will change, but there are also several things that will remain the same. And that that gives me some comfort as well. Um, I like to think of it as moving into a new house until you're really settled in and have been there for a while. It doesn't quite feel like home. So it's definitely something that we will need to get accustomed to. Uh, what a great analogy of moving into a physical space. Yes. Uh, you know, a house is just four walls until we decide to bring our energy and our personal touch and make it a home. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, when I think about uncertainty, it can sometimes feel overwhelming. What helps me is to stay positive and think about things that keep me grounded, such as my values. I'm curious, 
what are your top two core values and how do you tap into them during times of uncertainty? Um, yeah, I'd love to share that. Um, I would say my personal core values are not that dissimilar from nuances uh, values, um, especially, you know, the own it and stay curious values. Um, I just deeply recognize how empowering it is to take radical responsibility for, you know, one's own life, career, health. I mean, you name it. Um, I, it's just really empowering to know that we can affect our own lives in in really major ways, right? We don't have to rely on uh, the outside for that. So I would say what I try to do is just stay a student of life. And I just allow, you know, this deep confidence in my own abilities um, to navigate the uncertain. Um, and I know I can change course if I need to, right? So not, not everything has to be permanent. And I recognize that Change is coming our way, but we can also affect that change. Two of the things that I really um, use, I would say on a daily basis, are these two constructs that have kind of either I've adopted or I've created, I'm not sure which at this point, <laughs> but they're definitely part of my tool sets um, when it comes to uncertainty and change. So the first one is this idea of discernment, right? Uh, most crucial in times of uncertainty for me is the ability to discern what is fact versus what is my belief, right? Uh, now, our thoughts and experiences are colored by so many facets, whether it's our upbringing, our education, exposure to other, you know, experiences, and, and even our health, right? The days that I haven't slept or haven't eaten properly, uh, it absolutely affects the quality of my outlook and decisions. So I truly pay attention to those signals and then choose to discern, you know, what, what is what and, and recognize uh, where there is fact versus my belief. Um, and then the second part of that discernment is, you know, I also um, try to make sure that I recognize, you know, can I handle this on my own or do I need to lean on my network? Really great perspectives, Rosie. Thank you for that, for sharing that. Um, I feel like there's a theme that has been surfacing throughout our discussion around self what you're able to do in your own strength, as well as controlling what you can control and being proactive versus reactive. Has that always been your approach or is this a new concept for you? You know, I'll put it this way. It's really a relearning. Um, it's not a new concept, but again, I had forgotten about, about it for a long, long time. So I would say it's almost like a returning to my core self and what I intuitively knew to be true when I was a very young person. You know, I deeply trust myself and I'm very proactive in the things that I do. And I would say, you know, one of the things that might be helpful to understand is I come from a first generation immigrant family. So I had a front row seat in watching my parents who came to the U.S. with literally two kids. Uh, or two and a half kids, rather, and two suitcases, I watched them go from survival to ultimately thrive. Um, and they did this by relying on their network, you know, being continually willing to be educated, um, and their no-nonsense hard work ethic. So, you know, when I moved from this protective bubble to a broader, bigger world, you know, I started paying attention to what other people thought, and I lost that ability to trust myself, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then I, you know, at, at some point, I started asking, you know, the wrong questions, right? Why is this happening? Or focusing on this belief that I have no choice. But I would say I just, you know, I, I, there was a time where I kind of just stopped 
And I recognized that that's what was happening. And I just made a choice to change that perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. One of the things that I usually tell myself is, you know, my, my family, my values keep me grounded. And um, I know when I'm not in alignment and it, I, it, and you just reminded me of that saying, you know, it's a relearning. It's, you know, me coming back to maybe like my upbringing, my roots, what, what, what I know to be true. And so to me, I always think of it as, am I in alignment or am I out of alignment? So thank you for sharing that. And Rosie, thank you for sharing your perspectives with us around self-empowerment, leadership, and how you tackle change and ambiguity. As we wrap up, I want to ask you three questions so that listeners can get to know you a little bit better. First question is, do you choose happiness or leave it to chance? <laughs> okay, so I don't leave much to chance anymore on purpose. Um, I tend to choose challenges, meaning, um, and really I take every single opportunity I possibly can to live life to the fullest in the present moment. And, and, you know, that was not always true. And that doesn't always lead to happiness, per se, um, especially this commercialized concept of happiness that feels really fleeting to me. Um, you know, having said that, I would say that I'm very, very mindful of choosing joy and peace on a daily basis. So I stay intentional um, in terms of staying connected to people, staying connected to spaces that bring me joy. Um, and, you know, and if I can't, going to places that bring me joy. Mm. Yeah, um, I'm all about choosing joy and peace on a daily basis. So I love that you said that you are very intentional about that, because um, I know that's something that's very important in my life. Rosie, if you could eliminate one thing from your life today, what would it be and why? Okay, so that would definitely be unrestricted access. <laughs> um, you know, I'm naturally empathetic. I'm naturally collaborative. Um, and I'm wired to look for the best in people and look for the opportunities where I can help someone. Um, that has, you know, sometimes really been a losing battle in terms of uh, relaxed boundaries or really lack of boundaries. Mm. Um, so I've really just learned recently, I would say, unfortunately, um, to to understand what creating boundaries uh, looks like and how it uh, impacts my life personally. Um, so now I've become adept at, you know, sustaining boundaries, uh, creating boundaries, and really just protecting that time, uh, joy, and peace that I was talking about earlier. Yeah, boundaries are so important. And I feel like I've learn that more as an adult. Uh, and they definitely go hand in hand with peace, which I feel like keeps coming up in our discussion. So it's great to hear. Last question. What is one belief that you've had your whole life that you think has helped you become who you are today? I'm so glad you saved this one for last. It's <laughs> an awesome question. I love it. Um, and it's a really easy one for me to answer, actually. I would say that, you know, uh, the one belief I've had is that everything that we truly need to create this aligned life is already and was always inside of us. Um, this is something that I learned from my mom when I was really young, um, and it's carried me through every single situation. Um, I don't look outward anymore. I really look inward for that innate wisdom and direction. I know um, that being able to hone in uh, into my truest self, my 
unchanged nature, right? That part of you that has really kind of sustained, right? If we don't look in the mirror, we we don't even know that we've aged really, right? Um, and so I would say I, I kind of hone into that part of me that allows me to kind of bring clarity to my life. It, it brings me to the truest essence of my life. And, you know, that clarity just helps guide me um, to, to every part of like the right people, the right resources. And, and then I can take that aligned action. That's fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. I've learned so much about you during our conversation, Rosie. I mean, we've, we've known each other for some time, but I feel like this conversation um, really went deeper into who you are and how you think about certain things and how you tackle change and leadership. So thank you for the time. Um, and thank you so much for being on the podcast. It has really been a pleasure having this conversation with you. You know, I- I'm just extremely grateful for this opportunity. And I love what you're doing with this podcast and I look forward to listening to all of the new ones you're going to have in the future as well. If you were inspired by today's episode, don't hesitate to like it, add a comment below and share it with other colleagues. Thank you all for listening to Live and Learn. I look forward to connecting with you soon.